when the gospel was first preached to the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius. And well, before that, an angel appeared to Cornelius and said to him, your giving has come up as a memorial before God. God has remembered your giving. Sent for Peter, okay? And he told him where, he's, where he lives. So he sent someone and he said, he will tell you the words that you need to know to be saved. Okay? So they sent for Peter. Peter, meanwhile, he became hungry and they were preparing food and he started smelling the food. <laughs> but he fell into a trance and he saw, started seeing visions of food. <laughs> he saw a blanket coming out of heaven or a sheet coming out with all kinds of animals and there were unclean animals on it. God said, kill and eat. He said, no. No unclean thing has ever entered my mouth. I will not eat an unclean thing. God said, do not uh, defile what I have pronounced clean by regarding it as unclean. Okay? Do not defile what I have pronounced clean by regarding it as unclean. So this happened three times. So he came, he, he came out of the vision and he was thinking, what is this? What does this mean? And then the people came that came to call him to get him back to Cornelius' house. And when they called him, the Holy Spirit said, said to him, these people, let them come in. I have sent them. Now, they were Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles were not supposed to talk to each other. It was unlawful for them to have fellowship. So the, the whole point of that vision was that God has cleansed it, made a way for the Gentiles to receive salvation. He has pronounced the Gentiles clean as well. So uh, the gospel was for the Jew first, but also the Gentiles. Okay. So uh, he let them come in and they stayed the night. The next day he went with them to Cornelius' house and he came there and he said right here I am <laughs> and they explained the whole thing of the angel and he started teaching them how Jesus went about verse 38 doing good healing all who were oppressed of the devil and he started preaching to them the gospel okay testifying of this Jesus uh, and he said in verse 43 all those who trust in him receives forgiveness of sins. He says, all the prophets testify that all those who trust in him receives forgiveness of sins. And while he was yet speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all of them who were in, in the house. Okay. So, there are certain things that attract the presence of God. <laughs> there are certain things that manifest the Spirit of God. That allows the Spirit to show Himself to people. When people hear and believe the message of the cross, 
the forgiveness, the blood of Jesus. So, it's not that God is not present. It's not that His presence is not with us. But it is that we are made unaware of Him. He is not manifested. We are not connected sometimes in our minds. Because we are conscious of sin. And we are conscious of things in the world and so on. Now, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is spirit. He's poured out on earth, though he's unseen. So, the Bible says in 1 John, there are three witnesses in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And there are three on earth, the water, the blood, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they are one. So, the witnesses in heaven agree, and there are witnesses on earth, and the witnesses on earth agree. Okay? So, the witnesses in heaven, what are they? The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. So, the Word is Jesus Christ. Okay, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. All things were made through Him. But Genesis 1 says the Spirit hovered over the earth. So, the Spirit and the Word is one. The Spirit speaking is the Word. So the Father is the Spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. They are all Spirit. They are all one. They are manifested in different ways. But in heaven, Father, the Son, which is the Word, and the Spirit. Okay. They are one in heaven. On earth, the Holy Spirit was poured out. The blood... So the message of the cross of Christ. The water, the baptism, and the Spirit. And the, these testimonies agree. So when the word that dwells in our hearts agree with the testimony of heaven, we have access to heaven. <laughs> and we have access to experience all the things there. Okay, are we not seated with Christ in heavenly places? Okay, so Romans chapter 5 says, verse 1, Since we are justified by His grace, let us grasp this fact that we have peace with God. Okay? And that we have access into this grace in which we firmly and safely stand. Okay? So we have access because we are justified by grace. We are justified. We believe it now. That gives us access to His presence. But He is everywhere. Yes, but He's not felt everywhere. He's not experienced everywhere. But when the... the Testimony on earth and the testimony on heaven agrees. We have access and we enter a higher realm. We enter an experience of the Holy Spirit. We enter unity with God. So, 
it is very nice and, and also and people have their reasonings. People say, yes, uh, we are, everything is now done. Everything is finished. And I agree, I believe in the finished work of the cross. But the reasoning says, everything is now finished, so there's nothing left to fulfill. But they have no experience of the Spirit. They have no signs and wonders. They have no healings. There's no, nothing of the Holy Spirit. There's no, there's no witness among them that the Spirit is there, that, that they are Christian. There is no witness that they are disciples of Christ. There's no power. Now Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel. So those people with their reasoning, you know, I'm speaking of the inclusion doctrine, with their reasoning, they would reason and say, it is not necessary to preach. Because everything is done, so everyone will be saved. So it's not necessary to go preach to the lost because they will be saved and even the devil will be saved. Even the devil will be saved. That's nice. Okay. I don't find the scripture, but okay. But I, I don't want to focus on that now. I'm just saying, Jesus, the Word made flesh, the Son of God, said... Go preach. So it must be important to preach. So there must be something in the preaching and in the hearing and the believing of the preaching that connects me to Him. There must be something in the spoken word that connects us in the seen dimension to God who is unseen and to bring His unseen power out to the seen world. Okay. So, John, no, Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Okay, now the gospel is the good news. So the good news means it is a, a witness or a testimony of what Jesus did for me. Those words connect me to the inheritance that He has prepared for me by doing these things. If I don't hear it, I'm not connected to it. I never access the grace. So, He has prepared all things for me, but it's stored up in a place called in Christ. And that place is unseen. And you need to believe the gospel to access. You need to believe the gospel in order to experience all the benefits and the blessings of what God has already achieved and done for us. So, when I hear, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 verse 17. Okay. But verse 16 says, Who has believed our report? So, believing the report is very important. Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord, speaking of the power of God? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Okay, so the arm of the Lord, the power of God, the right hand in many scriptures, is revealed when we believe the report. What is the report? Surely He has borne our griefs and sicknesses. 
but he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Our sins bruised him. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds, we are healed. Okay, did his, the chastisement come upon him to bring us peace? Yes. Do you always experience peace? No. Does that mean that he didn't carry all the chastisement? No. So there must be something that I need to hear that will connect me to this peace that he was chastised for. Was he wounded for our transgressions? Okay. Do I always feel forgiven? No. Uh, was the wounds of Jesus there to heal me? Was, were we all healed by the wounds of Jesus? Yes. Are they sick people? Yes. So what is the connection? Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? So if, if we take an idea of sovereignty and we reason about that, and we assign tasks to God and we tell Him how it should work by our reasoning. We are not submitted under what He says. And then things don't work, we see no power because it's not what He said. So, I've been speaking about sovereignty for the last couple of months here and there, but it's really important. Most of us have an idea. And there's a, an idea of sovereignty coming from the Calvinistic way of thinking. Calvinism, all of it is not bad, but this idea of sovereignty, I believe, is completely false. The idea is that God is sovereign, therefore, He is in complete control of everything, therefore, everything that happens is God. Not true. Because in Genesis, God placed all things under Adam's control. Psalm 8 and Hebrews chapter 2, He placed all things under man's control. Okay, so Romans chapter 5 verse 17, Those who receive the abundance of grace and free gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life. So how, where do I now reign if He is now the only one that reigns? Yeah, okay, I mean. right. Jesus Christ is king in this kingdom. But he said if we receive grace, we reign as kings. Yeah. Okay, if he is king, can he raise up kings? Yes, he can do whatever he wants, he's king. <laughs> so people say, no, I have no role to play. I'm standing back because God will do everything. No, but God said you must do it. Yes. So, the whole point is, I need to hear words that make my heart agree with the mind of God, which will make me operate in faith in what He said, which will make me see Him which will make people see Him through my actions. So if I hear words that stir me to action and gives me power to do things that others cannot do, God shows Himself. 
But if I hear words that forces me to passivity, saying, I have no role to play, God does everything from planet heaven. Then God is not seen. No power is seen because there is no faith. Yeah. So they say, they say you must only believe. Believe, 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 believe. believe. <laughs> but the moment you act in faith, they say, no, 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 you can't do this. You are now trying to force God to do so. Hey, His word said so. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not commanding God to heal the sick now. That's what a lot of people that I know say. How can you just lay your words in the, in the mouth of God? It's like, hey, haven't you read the Bible? It's a direct command from God to go lay hands on the sick. <laughs> it's a direct command of God to, to go and preach the gospel and these signs will follow them that believe. It's not, when I stand in front of a sick person and say, I command the pain to go. It's not me being arrogant towards God. It's me being obedient. Bold in His power, bold in what He already accomplished for me, bold in His Word, believing it above the teachings and the tra traditions of men. Okay? So, we need to make a decision here. If God is King, then that means anything that is not what He says, what people says, is out the door. Okay, <laughs> so if we want the presence of God, there are certain things that, that, that needs to be in our minds and in our hearts, that needs to be in our ears constantly. Okay, that brings a manifestation of the Spirit. And the manifestation, the presence of God, is the, the thing that differentiates us from any other people group. Because there are people... All across the world on all continents with all kinds of ideas and rituals and all kinds of idols and all kinds of books and all kinds of laws and they are dedicated. Yeah. They, they obey their stuff that they thought up. The thing is just, nothing happens. Yeah. It can only be proven or disproven at death or after death. So they just hope they're right. They live in this, I don't know, thing. And then, I'll see when I die, maybe. You can ask any Muslim. They don't know if they're forgiven. They'll only, they'll only find out at Judgment Day. That's their teaching. They don't know that they're forgiven. They do all these things and they hope that Muhammad will, you know, forgive them or something. Or Allah will forgive them. They have no guarantee that they will be forgiven. So, to hear the words spoken, preached to you, that your sins are forgiven, is completely different. It is precious above all things. This is the thing that everyone is searching for. The people in India, the Hindus, they call it moksha, salvation. They are seeking this thing and they are hectic. They burn themselves, they, they eat themselves, they, they put themselves through tremendous stuff just to maybe get to a state of moksha, which they call salvation. Maybe they can be saved. 
So they thought up the thing of reincarnation. Okay, maybe next time I get a chance, then I can <laughs> maybe do a better job. You know, if, if I was a good cricket in my, in my previous life, then maybe I can be a good donkey. And then after being a good donkey, then maybe I can be, you know, and so they, that's how they think. So it just doesn't work that way. Now, they have all these doctrines and things their minds are so cluttered with all these things so that when someone comes to them and in simplicity tell them the gospel Jesus loves you he died for you they freak out and they start persecuting the people okay because they are so they are so and their minds are so twisted by these doctrines do we know what we are hearing if we want the Holy Spirit manifested in our lives, and we do, if we want to experience Him, hear His voice, see visions and dreams, see God in action in our lives, there are certain things that we need to hear, and there are certain things that we need to believe. Okay. The first of which is, by the blood of Jesus, we are justified in the beginning of your walk with Jesus. Justified. Yeah. So the more you get that sim simple truth and let it go deeper into your heart, the more you will experience the Holy Spirit. The more you trust in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that is on you eternally giving you your eternal inheritance in your eternal testament the more you get the, the, the power in the blood of Jesus Christ the less you will be inclined to spend time meditating on how to get free how to do this or that trying to get into the presence of God you are free you are forgiven you are made holy you are justified you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in Acts chapter 10 Gentiles they were not even chosen Jews got the Holy Spirit like this filled with the Spirit speaking in other tongues once you have the Holy Spirit He stays you belong to Him you were bought with a price you are not your own <laughs> so now rejoice in the fact that I actually have the Holy Spirit <laughs> stop seeking for something Stop looking for something else. Stop trying to supplement the, the Holy Spirit with something. The Holy Spirit is everything. The Holy Spirit is what you need. Jesus is present in the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. 
Through the Holy Spirit, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. You have the love of God. By the Holy Spirit, we have the power of God. By the Holy Spirit, we have the wisdom of God. By the Holy Spirit, we have the gift of prophecy, the gift of speaking in tongues, and word of wisdom and word of knowledge, the gift of healing. God in our midst. We need to just understand this thing that God dwells in us by His Holy Spirit. Most Christians are tormented in their minds every day by accusations, by feelings of guilt, by inadequacies, by all kinds of things. Tormented in their minds. All the time you've spent trying to get yourself better. All the time you've spent trying to get yourself delivered. All the time you've spent trying to have more power. All the time you've spent trying to come closer, trying to justify yourself to become forgiven is wasted. We need to believe these words. Your sins are forgiven. Now move into Him. <laughs> Instead of trying to know everything about how do I do this, how do I do that, the forgiveness of sin is there to give me fellowship with Him. The forgiveness of sin is there to give me access to His presence, to give me access to His power, to make me feel Him, experience Him, hear Him. So it's not there to reason about and to try and think how my doctrine is better than the other guy's doctrine. And a lot of people pride themselves on the doctrine that is so pure. I just say, Jesus, just speak to me. <laughs> my doctrine is nothing. Speak to me. <laughs> Let every man be a liar. Let God be truth. The, the purpose of preaching, the purpose of the word, the purpose of everything we do here is to know Jesus. To experience Jesus. Okay? That is why we have church. <laughs> okay. So, thank you, Holy Spirit, that I am forgiven. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you dwell in me. That I am justified. That I am one with you. I am in Christ. I am with you. Thank you. We need to receive that and believe it. We have all kinds of ideas whereby we... Uh, exclude ourselves from the presence. Those things are lies. So sometimes we feel bad because we didn't have this or that when we grew up. Well, you have the Holy Spirit now. <laughs> sometimes there will always be something. If you think everything will be better if you have money, guess what? It won't. If you think everything will be better if you have, I don't know, a longer nose or a longer hair or brown hair or bigger ears or... People feel bad about things like that. If you think everything would have been better if I grew up in a different neighborhood. If, I, if you think everything would have been better if I... Grew, grew up in that country. 
Those things doesn't matter. You are who you are now. Thank God you are alive. Thank God you are in a body now. You are washed with the blood of Jesus and the Spirit is with you in that body. Amen. Spend the time fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I just, the other day, I just drove home in my car and I just realized I have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I just realized I have the Holy Spirit. We, we reason ourselves in your mind. Okay? We think, 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 think. How this, how that. Uh, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the answer to everything. Do you need money? Oh, you have the Holy Spirit. He will provide your needs. Do you need joy? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only source of joy. <laughs> Do you need love? You have the Holy Spirit. These teachings and doctrines that try to modify you, your behavior. If only you can do these seven things then. Or if only you can... No, you have the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking to believers. People who have not believed does not have the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, there are those who believed who still haven't received the Holy Spirit. In Acts, there's a scripture. They said, uh, the apostles came there and said, uh, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, we don't even know that there is a Holy Spirit. So, but uh, how are you, uh, you baptized then? Well, we received the baptism of John. So he ba baptized them again. There's a scripture for the people who are scared of the Vedadur person. They were baptized again. <laughs> In the Bible. <laughs> so, it's not the amount of times you're baptized, it's the faith. So they received the Holy Spirit and they spoke in other tongues. They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If there's one thing that I can put my finger on that you need above all else, it is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes. You need an encounter with God. Yes. You need to be filled throughout your whole being with the presence of God. The presence of God is not just we have a nice service, we experience him, some goosebumps, and ooh, ooh. it's good. But when you walk out here, you must be so full of the Holy Spirit, you must be in your finger. Yeah. So full of the Spirit that where you go, he just flows out of you. Yeah. My cup runs over. <laughs> Let there be a river flowing from you, a river of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Okay? Alright, so, is there anyone here who haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? With speaking in tongues. We are, we are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, everyone here is filled with the Holy Spirit. That's wonderful. So, all of us have the Holy Spirit. 
<laughs> so be done with every trace of wickedness and all deceit and insincerity and grudges and slander and evil speaking of every kind. Like newborn babies, you should crave the pure spiritual milk. Because there's people that think that they don't need the milk. They need, uh, you know, strong food and everything. And then they despise people who walk in the Spirit. People who, who understand and people who walk in power understand this, that like newborn babies, you should crave the spiritual milk. Okay? <laughs> that means, don't forget the basic things that brought you salvation. If you are saved by grace, the rest of your life will be by grace as well. If it doesn't get diff more difficult, it gets more easy. So, the more I understand the simplicity, the greater my understanding becomes of, of the deep mysteries of God. Okay? So don't throw away the milk to get the other food. Okay. That by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. Since you have already tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord, come to Him then. <laughs> Since you have already tasted the goodness and the kindness of His Lord, of the Lord, come to Him then. To that living stone which men tried and threw away, but which is chosen and precious in God's sight. Come and like living stones be yourselves built into a spiritual house for a holy to offer up those spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. For thus it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen precious chief cornerstone, and he who believes in him, he who believes in him, shall never be disappointed or put to shame. To you then who believe is the preciousness. You have the Holy Spirit. He is precious. To you who believe is the preciousness. But for those who disbelieve, it is true. The very stone which the builders rejected has become the main cornerstone. And a stone that will cause stumbling and a rock that will give men offense. They stumble because they disobey and disbelieve God's word as those who reject him were destined and appointed to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Send your mercy. <laughs> Let your mercy come and touch my heart. <laughs> to you who believe is the preciousness. You get the benefits. You get to experience His presence. You get to experience the glory. You get to, get to experience His power. But to them who reject Him, to them who disbelieve God's Word, it is said, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. It is a, it, it's a rock that will give offense. Okay, so in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 
Paul said, to the Jews, he is an offense. <coughs> to the Greeks, he is foolishness. But to us who are called, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Why is the message of the cross the power of God? We, we quote the Romans 1. It's the power of God unto salvation. What is the salvation? It's the fullness of the manifestation of the Spirit of God. Why is the gospel the power of the salvation? Because the gospel connects you to what God has stored up for you. The moment you believe, it's like you're tuned into the right channel. And it manifests. It's like your garage door opener. It's got the right code. Press the button, the door goes open. Not the right code. The door does not open. The connection. Verse 18, 1 Corinthians 1. For the story and message of the cross is sheer absurdity and folly to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. For it is written, I will baffle, render useless, destroy the learning of the learned and the philosophy of the philosophers, the cleverness of the clever, the discernment of the discerning. I will frustrate and nullify them and bring them to nothing. Where is the wise man, the philosopher? Where is the scribe? Where is the investigator, the logician, the debater of this present time and age? Has not God shown up the nonsense and folly of this world's wisdom? For when the world with all its earthly wisdom failed to perceive and recognize and know God by means of its philosophy, God in His wisdom was pleased through the foolishness of preaching to save those who believed. The world did not perceive Him. They do not experience Him. They do not connect to Him. They do not feel Him, hear Him, know Him, nothing. By means of their philosophy. Their dish is tuned into the wrong satellite. They think they have a wonderful, nice lot of ideas. But those ideas are not connected to power. Those ideas does not give you access to a higher realm that gives you power, <laughs> that gives you the Spirit, everything. So there is this one idea that God says. You just need to agree with this one thing. You just need this in your heart. And if this witness is in your heart with, with what is in heaven, it's one. And you get everything. It's so simple. So that's why reasoning cannot help people. Reason, 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 reason. Nice ideas. Let's write a book, reason. Okay. But on this side, suddenly this agreement with the Spirit and you experience something open up. And suddenly you live in another world. And you hear His voice. You feel a burning fire in your heart. You touch people and their pains leave. You just heard something that agrees with what He thinks. 
John 17 verse 14. I have given and delivered to them your word, your message. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, do not belong to the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself. Make them holy by the truth. Sanctify them by the truth. Okay. Uh, just keep your finger there, go back to John 15. John 15 verse 3. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you. You hear? Because of the word, you are cleansed. King James. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Do you hear? The word... He has spoken to you. You are clean. Okay. John 17. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And so for their sake and on their behalf, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified in the truth. So he is the word. He sanctified himself, then the word was given to us. Now we are sanctified. Neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever come to believe on me through their word and teaching. So you are included. <laughs> that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Yeah. See the agreement. Jesus standing on earth, the Father. I am in you, and you are in me. There is agreement. Heaven and earth agrees. Power, miracles, spirit manifested. That they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they also may be one in us, so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. Agreement of the witnesses. He has given you His Holy Spirit. He has given you the message of the blood. He has given you the baptism of water. It agrees with the Father and the Word and the Spirit in heaven. Simply believe the gospel. And you will walk in all the power in heaven. All the power that God has. I in them and you in me in order that they may become one and perfectly united. That the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me. And that you have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have entrusted to me as your gift to me may be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me, your love gift to me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O just and righteous Father, although the world has not known you and has failed to recognize you and has never acknowledged you, 
I have known you continually. Do you see there? He knew the Father, but the world never knew Him. There's a different word. He's the word became flesh. That's what, the, that's what made Jesus different than all the others. Okay? <laughs> the others did not believe the word. They did not know Him. Okay. I have known you continually, and these men understand and know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them and revealed your character and your very self. And I will continue to make you known that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them, felt in their hearts, that I myself may be in them. Okay. So the love that, that Jesus and the Father had. He said, Lord, I have made known your name. With other words, this relationship in which I stand, this whole deal I just give to them. So Jesus and the Father, when Jesus, the Father was in unseen heavenly places. Jesus was seen on this earth. So Jesus died, He rose again, and He was seen. But then He ascended. He went into the unseen. And He poured out His Spirit. Receive My Spirit. Okay? Then they waited. Then the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all of those. Okay. So, now, all the disciples are in the scene. Jesus and the Father, one, seated on the throne in the unseen. So, that they may be one in us, even as we are one. That the world may know that you have sent me. So, He has given now to us the word. (laughs) So, He has given to us words that connect us to the Spirit so that what is unseen may be seen in our lives. Okay? So, he said, John chapter 6, verse 63. He says, The flesh has no benefit whatsoever. It is the Spirit that gives life. He is the life giver. The words that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. (laughs) Do you want to experience the spirit? (laughs) Believe the word. (laughs) Therefore, those who do not believe the word will not get the spirit, will not experience the spirit. Simple as that. But now, since we have believed, since we have received the Holy Spirit, since we have been filled baptized with His Holy Spirit. There is now agreement between what has been entrusted in our hearts and what is in heaven. One. The only thing that needs to happen is Romans 12, verse 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated. Okay, how will we consecrate it? By the word. And well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service and spiritual worship. 
Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed and changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals with its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. For by the grace of God given to, to me, I warn everyone among you not to estimate and think of himself more highly than he ought. <laughs> God speaks words. Those words get your mind in line with what God says, in agreement with what's in heaven and the spirit that's inside you. The moment your mind agrees with heaven and with the spirit inside you, all things are possible. So we need to have our minds renewed. How do I do that? I believe. I obey. I believe. So the words that connect me to the reality of what God has prepared for me need to be constantly in my heart and in my mind. Constantly in my heart and in my mind. Sanctify them with your word. Your word is truth. To simply know something is not enough. Fellowship with the word is fellowship with God. And through the word we have fellowship with the spirit. But the two are not separated. They are one. And they agree. <laughs> so we need both the spirit and the word. We need the Spirit on the Word. We need the Spirit in the Word. <laughs> we need the Word and the Spirit. <laughs> we need all the treasures that we can experience when, you know, when we hear what, he's, what He has given to us.